Hey, this is Mark with Magpie Coffee Roasters here, and we are up in the mix. Della Foto, a.k.a. The Honey Badger, a.k.a. Jackson. We've got a fantastic episode for you guys. We're back! Yeah. We took a little break for Thanksgiving, and uh, we're back a couple weeks later. In the middle of December, it's cold. Storms are coming. Christmas is coming. There's so much happening. There's a lot. It's cold. It's brick. But, you know, I got a chance to go to San Francisco before it got too cold, and I'm happy about it. Nice. I needed a little vacation from uh, everything, pretty much. Well, uh, we have a special guest with us this mm-hmm. week. Uh, her name is Jazz Margarita from the Wild West Access Fun. <laughs> Welcome to Up in the Mix. <laughs> Thank you so Welcome much. Welcome to the Honeycomb Hideout. <laughs> well, yeah, the Honeycomb Hideout is happy to have you. Um, how, are, how are you doing this Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon? Um, I'm doing great. It was a super productive meet, uh, meeting. <laughs> it was a, it was a productive meeting earlier, um, but there was an affordable housing panel earlier, and Lily Baran was on it, and she fucking killed it. Yeah. So um, as always, you know, I, I respect her work a lot. But thank you for having me. My name is Jazz. Um, you can just call me Jazz. My pronouns are she, they, and I wear many hats. So I'll probably be talking about the many hats. Um, but I'm happy to you know be part of the wild west abortion access fund as one of the board members nice nice well welcome to the show uh we're glad to have you here um before we get too deep in anything though yeah. we do have story time this week oh this one's a good one and uh you know this involves you know twitter i was just uh, of course wait you know, is it nancy reagan <laughs> <laughs> so you know like, i was just talking about this on my story i woke up yo. this morning and you know, well, Nancy well, Reagan was tr- trending, and someone was like, oh, I like how they tried to slut-shame Madonna. Ended up reminding everyone that Nancy Reagan was like the goat of throat. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like 8 in the morning. I'm laying in bed yeah. like, all right. You know, and I like get up and I'm eating breakfast, and I'm like sitting on the couch. And I just start, you know, oh. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I like Click the searched hashtag. Nancy Reagan <laughs> and started going through scrolling. And I was like, oh, my God. And then like uh, uh, Lily t- in our group message was like, you guys, Twitter's got me laughing so hard on Saturday morning already. And I'm like, I just discovered it. And I'm like, black Twitter's going wild. Yo, that was me last night. Yeah. I could not handle oh, it. Like, Dude. So apparently, uh, for those of you who don't know. This is the throat goat. Uh, ben Shapiro's <laughs> sister tried to like throw shade at Madonna for posting a picture, like I don't know where was it like, her on her bed like lingerie yeah, stuff and like or... wearing yeah and like oh Madonna at sixty three and then it showed Nancy Reagan at sixty three you know whatever doing whatever <laughs> and then someone like pointed out this excerpt from Nancy Reagan's biography, uh, bi- uh, biography uh, and it says according to uh, Kitty Kelly's biography. Nancy Reagan was renowned in Hollywood for performing oral sex. Uh, in the days when she was Nancy Davis, 
was known to give the best blowjob in town, not only in the evenings, but in offices. That yeah. was one of the reasons this is a whole this is a whole last quote. That was one of the reasons she was very popular on the MGM lot. It must yeah. have been made her very popular with Ronnie as well. Uh, End quote. And I was like, Woo! Just giving that woof, sloppy toppy woof. just out there, you know. Probably help Ronnie. The internet took it from there. She internet was, took it from there. She was the first lady, you know. It's like Frank Sinatra being told by the president to stop dancing with the first lady. And, <laughs> and they're, they're like, fly me to the moon is about getting sucked by Nancy Reagan. <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, you know how the internet goes, guys. It, you know, Go search it yourself if you want to be entertained. I, I was just laughing. The and, memes are fantastic. Just, uh, can one, I speak on this? Oh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Okay, because... Listen, I'm not hating on Nancy Reagan, okay? On on that part, like I don't think anyone should be um, weaponized. Like their sexual sexuality should be weaponized against them. Like that's dope, and that's what was happening with Madonna, and what the point was behind the tweet. And it's just so fucking funny because gay Twitter was like, oh yeah, remember that Nancy Reagan let a whole generation of gay and trans folk die because they treated the HIV AIDS epidemic like a joke. And so gay Twitter was like, Nancy. It was just jealous because they were the only people <laughs> yeah. giving better head than her. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, oof. Oh, that's what I mean. Like, oh, Twitter just just never lets me down. You know, it's like all the forces <laughs> combining into one to like point out the hypocrisy of all of this and just, uh, yeah, because I guess there's wild shit in this book with their kids and typical like repressed people just. It's going to be a number uh, one seller pretty awful. soon. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I was just entertained. Yeah, I mean, like, one woman was like, I'm so disappointed to know that I have something in common with Nancy Reagan. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, God. So great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sean texted to me this morning. I was like, throat go. What, the, what is he talking about? He was like, about? Google this, please. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, you know whoa. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, like, again, this whole desire to this all you know came from like someone trying to mm -hmm. uh shame madonna for wearing like lingerie i was like because like, what, they, what they do the compare picture her? wasn't even that bad yeah. i was like one two madonna's a way better person than nancy reagan was <laughs> like what is i don't uh way to own the libs i guess way to own the libs <laughs> Uh, what's our question of the week this week? Sean? So we have a question of the week for everyone. Yeah. How are we all feeling about Christmas this year? Mm. You know, just in general, like Christmas time is upon us. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of things in our society, Christmas is being reexamined as well. And then with COVID everything last year, it's like, you know, this is a, a new, new form of new time of Christmas. I don't know. For me, it's good. Like being a dad, you know, Leia is like two and a half. So she's like enjoying presents more and like, all the toys and things like that so it's just it's good you know like we don't have anything crazy on christmas it's just the immediate family anyways mm -hmm. so now like i got my own place i could uh you know get away from everybody <laughs> <laughs> and then just you know be have like a little private christmas for you and the fam yeah nice. you know nice and then but yeah it's good before it was just like whatever i'm getting more socks <laughs> <laughs> what about you jazz um, so it's what, 13, 14 days until Christmas, and I just know that everyone's gift is still at the store. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or at Amazon. Yeah, I mean, I've been so busy, but I am excited um, to, so I was born in Reno, but I grew up on the east side of Vegas, pretty much what you need to know about the east side, working class, a ton of Latinos there. 
Um, and so I go up, up there, like, or down there pretty, pretty often, and I'm excited to see my family for a bit. Um, but we might come up to do posadas, if y'all are familiar with posadas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, I think it's a Catholic tradition. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, it's basically nine days of praying <laughs> leading up to Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of praying for me. Um, and people do it daily and whatnot, but I'm just not used to it. But we're just trying to kind of introduce the new generation to our traditions and appreciate the older generation as they get older, you know? So I'm excited. I'm excited for, for it. Were you able to see them last year for Christmas? No, I didn't go down. I was, yeah. I was sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, you know, it's their first uh, Christmas, you know, last year because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Just, I didn't, I, I, yeah, we didn't travel anywhere. Uh, but. What about you, Sean? Uh, I'm excited. Uh, my brother is bringing my niece and nephew. They're coming to Reno. Uh, they've never been here before. My brother hasn't been here in like eight years. Oh, man. He's going to. Uh, they're going to be here for a while, like his whole fam and. My other brother lives here, and he has three kids, so they'll all get to hang out. And they're all there's like three of like three of them are five, so it's like you know they're a perfect age for Christmas, you know. So Mm -hmm. uh, I'm excited just to see that because like I feel like for a while as an adult, like Christmas, you know, it was just about hanging out with family, which is nice having like adult Christmases. But you know, it's going to be different to have so many kids around and get that that excitement and kid energy uh, I feel for, bad for, for, Christmas. Your, for your parents house I know with all the kids they're gonna love like, it they are love your it parents though. here yeah nice yeah. they they weren't they moved back they lived in New York for the last 12 mm-hmm. years and they just moved back here uh, like a year ago nice. like they moved back here actually right before last Christmas so mm-hmm. um, yeah it, it'd be it's insane <laughs> like there's a lot yeah. of a lot of kids running around a lot of things and I'm excited to Hang out with my brother and his wife and show them around Reno. Yeah, I feel bad for them because they're not going to be used to this cold weather. No, I can't wait. I'm going to like take a picture of the as soon as they get here and like <laughs> have, uh, yeah, the forecast for the next ten days yeah. and send it to them. Dude. Where do they live? They live in Arizona. Yeah, outside oh. of, yeah, that's why. Too, outside like. of Phoenix, and like yeah, my yeah. brother for the it's last like twenty years has lived in Arizona, Vegas, mm-hmm. LA, and like yeah. in Southern California. Yeah. So. They're right. definitely not. They won't acclimate either. No, <laughs> I ten can't days re- like no. No, desert cold is different from Reno cold. Yeah, it's the higher altitude probably, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I because we've gone to air, down there for for yeah. uh, Christmas. It's, like, it's like seventy. I've mm-hmm. been outside, yeah, like <laughs> chilling, drinking yeah. a drink next to the pool, and uh, <laughs> none of that's gonna be going on. So no. They'll still yeah. have a good time though. I'm excited. Oh, for yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I can't wait for the ki- like the kids to go play in the snow. I'm like, I just want to see that. Yeah. Like the you know, you, know, you think we're gonna have snow? Screaming on a white Christmas. Uh, yeah. The forecast is. I mean, we're supposed to get all the snow in the world next week, and then like <laughs> it's supposed to be cold as hell. So it, it might, might not it snow might on Christmas, yeah. but there's gonna be snow. Because so. climate like, change. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, because that's like the only time I wish for snow. It's just like. That Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of like make like it's more like a movie that way, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it never really happens. So. No, no. That's yeah, Reno. Snow, snow likes to leave that the same day. <laughs> well, let's get into this. Yes. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's Are you do sure? this. Yeah. For these All hard right. questions. I know, right? <laughs> They're so hard, and you're gonna, you know, regret being here. <laughs> oh my gosh! Let <laughs> me so, you pick up now. <laughs> Uh, you kind of mentioned this, but like, mm-hmm. tell us about yourself. You said you're from Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. I'm from the east side. East side of Las I'm from Vegas. The east side, yeah. And when did you move back to Reno? I moved uh, in like the 
early stages of the pandemic, so th- um, in July 2020, so oh, mid- wow. midsummer 2020. So you haven't been back here that long. That, yeah, no, that's awesome. I haven't. I have, a, and I have a ton of family here, so I grew up, you know, taking that eight-hour long drive, mm-hmm. and um, it's super nostalgic for me. I love it. A lot of people don't because it's like they say it's very monotonous, but there's something so tranquil about the desert, but I love reno i've loved living here i don't love the gentrification i don't love the housing (laughs) crisis or any of the problems but i do love living in reno and the community that's fully embraced me since i've been here would you call yourself an activist yeah through and through Mm -hmm. i figured i figured that (laughs) so tell us you you went to the the meeting today i saw devin reese had posted a bunch of stuff about it so i was interested to hear uh your perspective on went down at at the uh, affordable housing meeting so like uh, another friend of mine, Erica, was like, these people just love to pat themselves on the back for doing nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, ah, I know. Yeah. So uh, so what uh, – What? tell us your, your thoughts after going to yeah. the meeting. Let's just start there. Okay. So meeting and then introduction or introduction and then meeting? <laughs> uh, just, yeah, just do the All meeting. Right. Let's All just right. dive right in. Let's yeah. dive right in. Okay, so when I sat there – and the panelists were answering. They had someone from Jacobs Entertainment, which I posted on my story about. And they're responsible for the agreement, the devel- development agreement for the west side of Reno. And essentially, the neon line. The neon line. We talked about it a couple episodes ago. That trash, yeah, man. exactly. So they had a representative from there. So I don't really need to go over if you're an avid listener of Up in the Mix. But essentially, it would develop all of the west side. And when they pushed through this agreement it was egregious okay there was no blueprint no timeline no community input and so for them to go up there and say oh well there's a difference between availability and affordability and we're here to provide the availability and then the audience was <laughs> not kind <laughs> like good. leave it up to reno yeah. good. No, that's good you'd be yeah. harsh you have i saw to be a lot of people now. i know posting comments like good yeah yeah and because you know i'm sure he's a very nice fellow but you know he's a tool of capitalism, low key. Who is right? this? High key. I don't know his name. Um, oh, I've... the Jacobs Entertainment person. Yeah, yes. Yeah, oh, fuck that guy. I, I, we don't have to be nice to him. No, yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, listen. I mean, come on. Okay. I know a swindler. Like yeah. when I see one, <laughs> I know a player. I'm about. To, I, I know when I'm getting bamboozled by yeah. something. Well, he was trying to fact check us with like percentages and stuff, and he was just like, "Oh, well, the median uh, rate of." Um, wages is like $28 an hour. The audience like guffawed. Like they were like, ah, what, where? <laughs> and, you know, Lily did kind of come at him and like as she should because she was like, I believe it when, you know, city officials just gave the city manager an 100K raise. Oh, we talked about it, Doug Thornley a couple of weeks ago too. Yeah. This whole thing's been shady as fuck. Like, whole thing. This does not have public comment, and then, like, to not, there's no details about the agreement. There's no plan. There's no mm. way to hold them accountable for what they're doing. It's just a joke. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, Ginny Breckis is the only one who even, like, raised any concerns. Everyone mm. else is just like, ooh, they hear developer, and they're like, this is automatically good. And, like, <laughs> t- say yeah. a bunch of platitudes and a bunch of bullshit. It's like, oh, and- it's bringing jobs. Like, okay, but at what cost? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, what jobs? Like, when is it going to happen? Cost? What are they going to build? Like, they don't even have a plan. Like, yeah, they could just build like one little thing, and they yeah, they'll be fine because it's in a. And if you look at the history of what they've it. done, like they have done this in other towns mm-hmm. where they overpromised and under you know performed. So it's just 
And then, like, yeah, they're making a big deal because they're allowing public comment now. But I'm like, you already approved it, so why? Why, yeah, they're just What's doing it to like don't piss on my make, back and tell yeah, me it's it's, it's rain. fucking rainy. Yeah. No, yeah, no, and you know, I'm someone still said, um, someone said that. So the question was. What's the biggest barrier to affordable housing? Of course, our girl Lily was like greed, and we were like hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And but someone else went, it's us. It's us wanting to decide if we want to provide affordable housing. I'm like, what? It is not on us. And someone was trying to also say that government ha- doesn't have a responsibility. I'm like, the government does have a responsibility to serve us, not to rule us and to get rich off of it, but to serve the us. The government can do whatever the people want it to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the whole purpose of it. Like, if we voted in, like, it's not like, the th- here's the thing I hate about Reno. Just, this is the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. Wink, wink. Is that people here act like this stuff has never happened in any other place in the United States, and there's no other way to handle these things. And then, like, when people actually do research and see how other places have handled these issues... They get mad when they're contradicted. It's like, bro, you're not the first fucking city council member to be in a like city that is going through these changes. It happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. And some places handle it way better <laughs> yeah. and do things way differently. And it's because they're better than you. Yeah. And then you get mad because people are like, wait, you know, like this, you act like there's only one way to handle all these problems. And there's evidence like literally just go look at any city in California mm-hmm. or like on the West coast where all the same problems are happening and right. every city is dealing with it differently. Some way better, some not. Mm-hmm. And just be better. Well, be- they always try to pull the data backed solutions. I don't want data backed solutions. I want community backed solutions. I mean, d- data, that's just, they do that with everything because mm-hmm. it's a way to, to uh, quantify things that are you know, mm-hmm. difficult to quantify. Yeah. And it's easy to like skew those numbers, you know, like it absolutely like twenty eight dollars. Like what? What? It's not this city, that's for sure. You know, I mean, you can't. Like, yeah, like some things are qualitative, some things are quantitative, and you. This is what happens when stupid people try and do you know complicated science things that it just mm-hmm. like you don't understand statistics. You don't understand like how this data is being collected and if it's valid and how mm-hmm. you're using it and you're taking it out of context to justify things. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. frustrates me so much because it's like it's so predictable. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like you don't have to go to the meeting. You mm-hmm. know exactly what mm-hmm. they're gonna say. Yeah, right. and especially when the stuff's already approved. It's they're... like they made movies about this in the eighties, and no one fucking watched it. You're like, bro, you're like the you're you're literally a character out of a fucking tale of greed. <laughs> yes, right. And I, you know, I think a big piece of this too is that from in activist quote-unquote organizing quote-unquote um perspective you don't have to be an activist you don't have to be an organizer to care you are experiencing the housing crisis as it is and so you have the right to speak up and you have the right to organize and city council does not like that city council almost threw out people in that at the last meeting for speaking up against the record street um opening so we want record street if for those who do not know record street is um a houseless uh halfway house basically and it's just sitting there it's just sitting there and city council does not want to open it up and while 
and instead they had an agenda item to sell record street instead of opening it up in 30 degree weather where people are dying on the streets and then with that it's just like you know who's buying it where's that money what are they earmarked that money for you know it's just so shady all Um, they have to do is say yes we approve it and then turn the lights on tomorrow and then it's operational that's it yeah well that's a good segue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How, like, what started you? You're you're young. What started you down this path to uh, being so involved in your community? You know what I mean. Like, not right. everyone is so in touch with their community and involved. And what has inspired you to to take this path? I think I had a lot of good role role models um, growing up. Um, I think I've always kind of been an organizer because. <laughs> and always wanting to step up and do something because I can remember as early as like seventh grade, um, I became student council president or president, student council secretary. I became president in the eighth grade, <laughs> and you know we would like host like events for the school, and that was dope. That was bringing the school together. We would do l- little dances. We did uh, Jerome D. Max's first uh, fashion show out of recyclable materials, so we can bring. You know, what school was this at? Jerome D. Mack and on the east side. On the east side of the LV. Yeah, Yeah. so we would, you know, we would use recyclable materials like bubble wrap and stuff to make to fashion dresses and stuff. And that was I like I talked to some people from that time, and that was the first time that like a lot of people expressed themselves and also cared about a cause. Um, and I've always loved that feeling and, um, shout out to G money, (laughs) my, uh, I think at the time she was, um, a history teacher, a social studies teacher. Um, but she's made such an impact in my life and she was the one who was like, let's organize a peanut butter and jelly sandwich drive at the local park and walk up and down the street that you cross every day. And that was my first real introduction to the issues that other people face. And my mom, you know, she is a single mother. She's an immigrant. And uh, with limited English speaking, um, she's better now, but she has never been afraid to um, speak up for what was right. And I'm also, you know, a union kid. Shout out to the culinary local 226. (laughs) So I am entirely not self-made. I am community made. Um, I have been inspired by so many people and I've had people tell me like, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing and doing what you do. And I'm like, you can do the same damn thing. (laughs) You know, it's just, it just takes effort, I think, with anything that you do. And um, I've just, I've always loved being in community because it makes me feel like I'm part of the community. And you know, who doesn't want to feel a sense of belonging? Who doesn't I mean, want to feel... We're genetically wired for it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So when we, like, fight that, then I think that can cause other issues. But, you know, a lot of my quote-unquote fights, it's also because it's reflective of my internal struggles or the things that I've gone through, right? Like, I believe in survivors because I needed someone to believe in me, too, when that happened to me. I... Um, you know, founded a LGBTQ organization because there wasn't spaces for queer Latinx for it to come through and be like, this is me. You know, I grew up with a very religious family and I saw the way that my cousins were treated and the way that they were oppressed because of their truth. And 
it's kind of it's gone on and on and you know my day job is with Planned Parenthood Votes Nevada and I'm really proud of that I'm really proud to say that um but I your hat says tis the season to fund abortion exactly exactly (laughs) you know um but I ended up there and I love the organization for what it gave me um back when I was in college it was you know 20 bucks for my birth control or gas and because of Planned Parenthood I didn't have to choose that you know um and that's the reality of having access to health care something that I've always had access to because of the union and because of my mother you know always striving for more and um having just her family on her mind so I have my friends and my family on my mind all the time but it's also the larger community on my mind too Nice. So did you go to school uh, in Vegas or here? No, I went to school in New York. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I lived out there for about five years. Um, I went to a small um, Catholic tradition school called St. Joseph's College. They have a Brooklyn campus and a um, Suffolk County campus. And I graduated from the Suffolk County campus, but I started out in Brooklyn when I went to St. Joseph's College. I actually went to Hofstra University, okay. which basically, basically, they're just trying to imitate what uh, Yale and New York University is and all that, um, but it just wasn't for me. It's it, in New Jersey, right? No, it's in New York. Okay. Yeah, so I moved around New York a lot, but um, I found my way. <laughs> I found my yeah. way back to Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like it out there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was dope. Um I learned a lot. I met a lot of good people. I built my own community. I didn't know anyone when I moved there at 18. I decided when I was I was leaving, <laughs> like mm-hmm. at 17 and at 18, I was like, all right, I bought my flight ticket one way, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I mean, I'm just, I'm grateful for the road that led me here, you know? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, you made some correct decisions along the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, who knows about correct and the right way and whatnot, but I. But it's your way. If you're if you're if you're loving it, then yeah. you're then yeah. you're correct. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. That's why we always say follow your heart. <laughs> I miss the bagels and the pizza for sure. Oh, <laughs> Can we is. talk about that? So no, no, no. Let's, <laughs> yes. We, okay, let's. My parents. Know, we talk my parents moved out there like in 2009. All right. And I have always liked bagels. What part do they live in? They lived uh, first. They lived like just outside of Queens, and then they moved further out on Long Island, like near Islip. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, what Glenwood Landing? I think was where they. Okay, I organized Islip. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. So you know the area. Um, so, yeah, like I remember the first time going out there and just stopping at some little, uh, like corner deli mm-hmm. and getting like a bagel breakfast sandwich. Mm. I was like, oh, this is the first bagel I've ever had in, in my life. This is I know. <laughs> what? It, well, no, like you know, that's the first oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Everything else on. I've had has not been a bagel compared <laughs> no, to this. For real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. I mean, I like pizza. Whatever. Like, I never really got that much into New York pizza, but the bagels. Are out for of control. sure, yeah. bagels are out of it's, control. Yeah. It's yeah, the one true bagel. You had a New York bagel too? Oh, of course. I go to New York probably like every like two or three years, like, nice. and shoot photos out there. But like, yeah, like the because like what's cool, and then like well, I'll talk about the peak systems. We already you know established New York has the best bagel hands down on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like what's cool about New York and the and the pies that. You have anything from a dollar slice to like the super fancy artisan, mm-hmm. like, and now, like the square peaks is kind of in right now and stuff. But like, and it's just awesome, you know. 
Yeah, you yeah. Know? That dollar pizza be hidden though. Dude, <laughs> especially it's New York and expensive anyways, and you already spent a bunch of money at the bar. Make sure you got plenty of napkins to to dab the grease That's a little right. bit. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. get that proper fold. And uh, if you have a white, that, uh, if, if you have a white, if you have a white tee, you got to make sure you bend over to get <laughs> don't don't get grease on your sneakers. Yeah, you got to fold it. You know, you got the little paper plate it comes on. You yeah, gotta fold it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you always got to dab the grease. You know, it's a yeah. it's a standard. It helps you also measure the heat on there too because they they come out hot lava sometimes yeah bro and it also helps you like sober up too after a night in the city and stuff Mm -hmm. at penn station Oof, yeah dude but like yeah like new york new york is a city i always miss because like Mm -hmm. i feel every corner you turn it feels like a movie sometimes yeah and it's just crazy but the food's great the bagels like any bodega has the best bagels too i miss my bodegas y'all had bacon egg and cheeses of course yeah what kind of question is that yeah no, I just got to make sure you have the, the, the Like the standard bodega, you yeah. know, you get there for breakfast or even like late at night. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. What about gyros? Gyros? Yeah. Yeah, a little oh. bit. Yeah. I love, I love, yeah, I love a good falafel. Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh, falafel, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. yeah. Like we, we joke like we don't have, uh, my friend's like, we need to be a sanctuary city so we can get some more fucking ethnic food in this town. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I want a decent fucking euro somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, a decent falafel, euro, some jerk chicken, you know, like <laughs> yeah. and it's something. Yeah, something more than just like Another this. Bougie we fucking cheeseburger. Yeah, place. cheeseburger, pizza, and ramen, fo, have been all over Reno, you know. But it's just like there's so much food, you know. Right. There's like, nothing like New York Thai food. Yeah, and then like even like a crazy Puerto Rican spot, you know, or Ooh. like Ethiopian spot. Yes. You know, there's an Ethiopian spot there's, in yeah, Reno. We're friends with the. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. But, I, I but got always it from more. DC, always but like more, always you know? more. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because everyone loves food here, and it's just Reno loves pop culture. So like anything, <laughs> anything new that's a chain, they love to death. You know. Yeah. But they don't really support their local stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember Zango almost went under, and like the community had to rally behind it because we were like, we're not gonna let the only Ethiopian spot in town <laughs> yeah. close. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cool. But there's just so much food that we, you know, people are missing out. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's take our first break mm-hmm. here and do a musical break, Caesar, for your song of the week this week. Yeah, Khalid uh, came out with a new album, so my song of the week is Retrograde. Uh, Khalid featuring Black or Six Lack, if you don't know what you're d- talking about. <laughs> I was like, what are you Six Lack? And Lucky Day. <laughs> so <laughs> listen and enjoy, guys. Salute. Fucking love on your brain Cause if it was you would think about 
Everything that I gotta think about They fucking with me for the benefit How am I supposed to know When everybody sound the same in a new Lambo Light up blunt, Scotty, beam me up zoom, zoom. Time to leave the room, yeah First you know I'm better, so I should separate Welcome back. That was Caesar's Song of the Week. It was Retrograde by Khalid featuring Black and Lucky Day. Yeah. Khalid, I'm happy he came out with something. Uh, what Scenic Drive is what the album's called. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just so vibey, fantastic. He's so, so young, so yeah. talented. A lot of great loved, features. Love to see him just mm-hmm. continuing to shine. Yeah, like J.I.D.'s uh, uh, on another song too. Like, yeah, album. we played another song on the radio show yeah. last night. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just love his music. Young kid from what? El Paso, right? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Little Texas boy. He recorded location when he was still a senior in high school. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Right? Yeah, like he wrote that first album in high school. Like, it's crazy. Bro, the talent. Winning. Yeah. Winning. That's that's how you know. Like like Nas did the same thing with Illmatic, you know? Nas is on another level. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of uh, working... (laughs) <laughs> Tell us about your you know, work with Planned Parenthood and then how that, how did you get involved with the Wild West Access Fund? The Wild West. Um, I got involved with the Wild West um, Abortion Access Fund through an Instagram DM. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but it was because who of Who slid into whose? <laughs> yeah. Who uh, slid into whose? Carla uh, Ramazan is the director and founder of the Wild West Fund amazing abortion angel love her to death um and 
she just reached out and was like hey like would you have some time to me could you connect me with so and so and i'm like yeah i got you and then we just um started texting and stuff and she would text me like updates or like advice because i had founded my own organization um and then eventually she was just like do you want to be a board member and i'm like yeah (laughs) uh let me let me make this work you know let me put this in my schedule um because if it's not an organizer knows if it's not um in van the voter action network that we all use then it doesn't exist and like (laughs) the same thing goes with my calendar if it's not in my calendar it doesn't exist (laughs) um so yeah i was just making time for it but my job with planned parenthood i work on the advocacy side so with planned parenthood um you have the what's called the c3 side so and the c4 side both are nonprofits, but they serve different purposes so the c3 side is the provide the services that's the healthcare part education direct um um healthcare services and the c4 part that's what pays my bills um that's the protect those services so i protect those services through legislative session and election seasons so those are my busy seasons um i you i'll probably disappear for a little bit <laughs> meanwhile but yeah and then um basically i build people power around the issue of, around expanding access to healthcare. um and planned parenthood okay so planned parenthood is a reproductive health and a reproductive rights organization. Planned Parenthood is not a reproductive justice organization. And now there's a difference between all of that and I'm gonna go into it here because I think it's really important. Um, So Planned Parenthood is um, the reproductive health on the C3 side and then the reproductive rights on the C4 side. And now rights, right? Some rights are not afforded to everyone. So when we're talking about policy, when we're talking about legislative change, then we are talking about people who have the time to speak up, which is generally white people, you know, who have better opportunities, can take off work, can, you know, figure out with a nanny. So um, those are really the main people who have in the past advocated for reproductive rights. So here in Nevada... You have the question seven ladies um, from 1990, and they, because of their work, we codified the right to an abortion in state law. Now, it would take a lot to overturn that, but it's not impossible. And when we talk about reproductive rights, right, that is one thing. That is the right to an abortion. It doesn't mean that you have access to an abortion, It doesn't mean that you have access to comprehensive sex sex education. Nevada does not have comprehensive sex education. You hear all the time at the school board meetings, you know, it's either critical race theory or it's, you know, we're teaching our kids to be perverted and we're talking about sex. And none of those things exist. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So the reproductive justice component is, you know, you have the way that Sister Song, one of the leading RJ orgs, um, RJ short for reproductive justice, um, they define it as the right to parent or not parent a child in a safe and sustainable community. And so therein you have the intersectional lens where you find that housing is a healthcare issue. You know, you find that environmental rights is reproductive rights or environmental justice rather is reproductive justice um, because we need those safe and sustainable communities to thrive in. And it focuses on black, indigenous, 
people of color, and I say people specifically, um, because it affects all of us. The control and exploitation of gender, sexuality, of sex, of our bodies affects everyone. You know, it, it goes down as deep as our self-esteem and our mental health and how we view ourselves and how our bodies relate to the world. So that's reproductive justice. You know, that's the thought. That's the organizing piece of it. Reproductive rights is the legal and policy advocacy piece. And reproductive health is the healthcare direct services piece. Um, and so there is only a few RJ orgs in Nevada. Um, so Wild West Abortion Access Fund is one of them. And I'm very proud. You know, I say abortion with my chest. And I, everyone who's hearing this, I also encourage you to. Because it is not pro-life or pro-choice. Those labels do not resonate anymore with millennials or Gen Z. Because to say that you are pro-life insinuates that you are not pro the person who decides to have an abortion or not. And I'm saying person specifically because trans people, gender non-conforming people, non-binary people can get pregnant too and they need abortions. And they already face systematic barriers to receiving health care. So it's especially important that we're being inclusive um, in our work. And yeah, yeah. Um, I think I answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's awesome. Like great information. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I should have, make some of my students. Cause like, yeah. you know, you, you're right. So many of my students, which made me happy, were so upset with like the Texas abortion ban mm -hmm. and like these Supreme court cases. And, you know, they're following along and, you know, part of, they have this assignment and a lot of them are writing, uh, they have to write, you know, reach out to one of their representatives and, you know, writing about this stuff and showing their concerns with this and homelessness. Those are probably the two biggest Dope. concerns they have. I worked have. on both of those issues. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, they Link should listen. Yeah, yeah, listen to this so they can you know, learn more because I think you you do see, I was trying to tell this to someone that uh, people, young people are more engaged in what's going on just because the world is so fucked up. Like mm -hmm. they can't really afford not to be. Right. And uh, this is one of those issues where it's like, you know, it's 2021 and here we're like all like waiting to see if the Supreme Court is going to uphold something that was decided in what 1972 with Roe versus Roe. And it's not, it's not going to uphold. Yeah. It. And that's mm -hmm. like, it's just like these people have worked so hard, you know, to to do this to do this and it's like what other like the damage it's doing to our society mm -hmm. like, like you said all these other, they act like this is just like you know like oh it's a single issue thing and it has no other intersection or interactions with other part facets of our society mm -hmm. and it's just a disingenuous way to talk about this issue right because it's not just about whether or not that you know person can have abortion do they have access to it? And then if they don't, and mm -hmm. then they have that child, what's the, what is the outcome of that child's life going to be? Mm -hmm. And what effect does that have on society? And, you know, there are studies that show, like, having uh, access to abortion limits poverty. Like, it, it prevents poverty. It has a positive effect on society. And they just, you know, yeah. it's just, you know, they, they manipulate it into this emotional you know, moral thing um, and tie it to religion and that's yeah. all these people need. You that's know? what I was going to say, just religion all the time. Mm -hmm. It always comes into situations like this and it's just like, think about the person, you know? Yeah. Like that's that should be foremost. And, out and to me, like the last straw is just these people who are like, 
my body, my choice about the vaccine or wearing a mask, <laughs> but don't believe in abortion. And it's just like, bro, <laughs> like you need to be like hit in the head. Like what? Like do you? Like the the cognitive dissonance is just crazy. Like, how do you have these two yeah. ideas in your head and not see the irony in what you're doing and saying to me? Yeah. Ugh, it's, it's like just, they could pick and choose what they want to like and I mean, that's not their, like. Their entire belief yeah. system, though, is mm-hmm. based on cherry yeah. picking. It's almost know, like what religion, they believe right? in. <laughs> right, right, and you know, Sean, I think that you invited me because I we did the. Uh, the DJ Instagram Live for Wild West One, which thank you so much. Of course. We raised $200. (laughs) Um, And so, okay, so there's many pieces of this that I kind of want to address. Um, December 1st, we held a rally and an art showing. Um, I collaborated with Cesar Piedra, my piñata consultant, (laughs) (laughs) and Leslie, um, and please support them. Um, They're awesome. And we created, um, it's inspired by a a drawing by Ari Moore. And basically, it's a uterus in chains, but I wanted to create that 3D wise. And so I did. And I Planned Parenthood, you know, paid for it. Like I it turned great. out well. Yeah. I've seen you. it on the gram. Thank you. Yeah. So it was a piata. You know, it's something that's so sacred um to our bodies, right? The womb and the uterus and the um ability to produce a child. Um and that right to produce a child should only be between someone and their doctor and whoever they choose to consult with that can be faith your faith leaders that can be your family but for you to say that okay well this is the way that i feel about abortion so everyone should feel this way about abortion then that's the piece that of course we're organizing against and we talked about posadas like i consider myself spiritual but i'm traditionally catholic and so imagine the conversations that i have with my tia right who volunteers at the church (laughs) um and my art is you know the that piano piece was really like it it was amazing um to have the support from the local arts community here um to do that but i've been a writer since i can remember and one of my pieces is called ave maria and that is basically my religious trauma and how, you know, I'm fighting for reproductive rights and the right to have an abortion. And I'm also queer. So a lot of things that I do, and especially who I am, is in direct opposition to the teachings of the church. Mm -hmm. And now I got to organize against it. And, you know, when we organize around things, like one thing is about access, you know, let's talk about access and how that looks like in Nevada. I was just talking to one of the like co-directors. Her name's Maureen, amazing coalition partner. And, you know, I work closely with her for the Wild West Fund. And we were talking about the difference in abortion care access between northern Nevada and southern Nevada. You think that Texas is the only place that create barriers for that and like some barriers that actually community participates in? So here in Reno... And in Carson City and there's a, in, in, in Vegas, there are crisis pregnancy centers. And so for short, CPCs, but CPCs are basically, you know, you go and you say that you're pregnant and you can, for example, want to get an ultrasound like we had with this one caller. Um, and 
what they did was play a video that was basically like your fallopian, your fallopian tubes are going to be blocked and you're going to die on some coach car mean girl shit. Like if you're going to, if you're, you know, if you have Should sex, like you're going to die. them out of it? Yeah. And then said, come back in two days for your ultrasound. That is a delay. That is a barrier. And, you know, someone referenced. They were uh, required to do that? They weren't required to do that. They the, just did. The CPCs did just it. do that. That's oh, their man. job. It's to scare people. Yeah. Oh, my God. Into, and so when you have an abortion, you have a certain, you know, uh, y'all talked about the abortion um, ban in Texas. And so at six weeks, a lot of people don't know that they're pregnant. Yeah. But at eight weeks, you know, you can still safely get a medication abortion. And not all of the providers, especially here, do not believe in the abortion pill. And uh, Planned Parenthood does give the abortion bill a pill, but there's lack of a, of a availability because there's only one health center. There's only one Planned Parenthood health, health center serving all of Northern Nevada. Right. Do people know how big Northern <laughs> Nevada is? You know, to yeah. serve Carson City and all the smaller towns mm-hmm. from West Wendover. Yeah, people, all the way to Elko. And, yeah. All yeah, the way Ely to Elko. And Battle Mountain, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And so, um, you know, the only way to prevent abortions, because abortions are still going to happen, it's just a matter of uh, they're going to be safe and legal or not. But, you know, the only way to prevent abortions is comprehensive sex ed and contraceptives. And some providers here, they they don't even believe in Plan B. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, until 2012, the Washoe County taught abstinence only sex education yeah yeah and you know that was because of organizers here locally yeah that that changed but they still can't i mean look salutes to the people i know who teach it (laughs) who do teach this like they go beyond what they're allowed to teach because they know what's best for their students but you know they're they're not supposed to and Mm -hmm. you would think these people who are so against abortions would be trying to prevent more and the best way to do that, as you said, is comprehensive sex education mm-hmm. for all students and uh, easy access to contraceptives. And I don't mm-hmm. understand why it's just like fucking. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, the piece about it, too. I've talked about it with my cousin, too. And she lives in Modesto. And, you know, she was like, oh, well, it's taking kids' innocence away. I'm like, media is taking your kids' <laughs> yeah. innocence away. Well, first of all, if your kid's poor and probably black or brown, they never had innocence to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Like, Honestly. Yeah. Like, Honestly. Let's, keep it, let's keep it 100. Like, no, right. very true. Like, if you're growing up poor, if you're growing up in, in most of these neighborhoods, and you don't, you're, you're, you're not innocent anyway. So, mm-hmm. like, come on. I taught... <laughs> I taught at a Title I middle school for way too long. Those kids, you know. You taught long. a trainer, right? Yeah. yeah. Those kids' innocence had, a lot had of my long lost. Had, <laughs> their innocence yeah. had long been gone by the time they walked into <laughs> those doors. Yeah. And, yeah, to act like mm-hmm. anything we were teaching them was go- was going to be anything worse than they were experiencing in their lives mm-hmm. is like an right. insult to them. And Planned Parenthood teaches age-appropriate education you know we talk about consent from day one we talk about you know what different identities which you're not even supposed to teach (laughs) they're not supposed to teach consent what like people are against yeah Yeah, yeah, against that Mm -hmm. so it's like yeah really yeah yeah it's Mm -hmm. like it was a thing my like i'm like i don't want to get him in trouble get this person in trouble no but you're like yeah made a huge thing about it because it's like in middle school they need to hear that because Mm -hmm. you know like it's just it's you, it's the times and they got to know. And 
to not be able to teach it, it's it's crazy. Mm. Consent and boundaries goes outside of the sexual realm. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's it's not limited to sexuality. It's, yeah, yeah. We had a we had a joke conversation about consent in class with just like uh, taking people's stuff. I'm like, you should mm. always ask. I'm like the only time you can uh, ask for forgiveness is if you're doing something uh, by yourself to yourself. <laughs> Every other instance, you need to ask permission. Yeah. I like that, and I th- oh, and another piece too to all of this, all of this. <laughs> um, so December first, I'm going to go back to that. That was the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health case in Mississippi, a 15 week abortion ban that. Um, will basically overturn Roe v. Wade. And um, Justice Amy Coney Barrett goes, well, adoption is an alternative. Adoption is not an alternative to abortion. (laughs) (laughs) It is not. 300-something thousand kids uh, in uh, foster care in the country. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, I forgot the number, but a large portion age out every – like, age out, meaning Mm -hmm. never get adopted. Mm -hmm. Well, scientifically, abortion is – Pre-pregnancy, during, I mean, during pregnancy, and the decision that you have is before that, right? Before the child is born. Adoption is after the child is born, right? And we talked about how those children end up neglected or in poverty. And why would we want that when we already have exacerbating conditions like the housing crisis? Well, I mean, those Republicans don't give a shit about the kids after they're born. Mm-hmm. They just want them to be born. Well, there's that saying in Spanish, uh, my mom tells me that no todas las mujeres son madres. You know, not all women are mothers. And it is um, definitely gender binary and stuff like that. Um, But just not everyone was made to be a parent. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. (laughs) Yeah. And like, yeah, it just, there's so many, no matter how you approach it, philosophically, morally, ethically, uh, economically however you look at it it's just you're hustling backwards mm-hmm. with these decisions and it, mm-hmm. it's hurting society based off of you know some weird agenda to get people to vote republican yeah. <laughs> like i just like when you think about it it's like they don't really give a shit about this like i don't think they just want the people who do to vote for them it's like so twisted. You know what I mean? Like when you break it down, it's like these people, do they really believe what they're saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe some of them do, but like a lot of them probably would get an abortion the first time it was convenient for them. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, and the same goes for Democrats, you know, nationally Democratic consultants um, for the party have said, don't don't campaign on this issue. It's going to lose you. And it's just like, no. What the hell? <laughs> right? We have a majority. Like, we can do well, a lot. The Democratic Party. Yeah. They, they, the National Party doesn't know what they're doing. Like, and luckily, I will shout out, you know, our delegation. Um, at least on our issue, they have strongly been – the Democratic uh, delegation, I should say, um, have been steadfast in their commitment to bodily autonomy and say abortion. And for a while in Nevada, a lot of people don't want to say the word abortion. But I'm here to remind everyone that abortion is not a dirty word. It is health care. Yeah. And I think it was just we need more uh, women and people of color in leadership roles uh, in the National Democratic Party to teach these people like 
they're too moderate and they're too scared. <laughs> like you need people who aren't scared to be in these positions making these decisions because mm-hmm. um, as you're seeing, like everything, all these things are getting rolled back and we could have prevented this if we had had more of a spine and fought back against some things in the past that we don't need to, to bring up. But. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. We'll be cool. here all night. <laughs> But uh, what other so what other organizations do you guys partner with and work with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so sh- shout out always to Make It Work Nevada. Um, they are a black led organization and has the um, one of the only RJ initiatives that focuses on how the issues affect black people. Um, and they have a monthly My Body, My Authority um, meeting if y'all want to check them out. But we partner with them. Um, we're starting a Nevada Repro Coalition to really address the issues and organize around them because the research and the policy is one piece. But organizing and community buy-in is another piece. And that deserves its own um, focus. So um, I partner with um, the Asian Community Development Council. I partner with um, I partnered a lot with LGBTQ organizations during legislative session. We just um, decriminalized HIV in Nevada. Can I get some love for that <laughs> <laughs> this year? Um, so that was led by the HIV Modernization <laughs> Coalition. I was happy to support them. Um, we partner locally with the Women and Children's Center of the Sierra. I love them. They love us. And they do amazing work. Check them out if you're need in, in need of any resources. Um, they are on Neal Road. And open to the community. Um, we partner with Tucasa Latina locally, the UNR Latino Research Center. We put on an amazing women's health conference completely in Spanish, um, Metamorfosis de la Mujer. It is traditionally held in the South, but in 2020, in it was brought to the north because it was virtual and so that was really dope i mean that's like probably one of my favorite events ever and we're going to do it again in 2022 um and y'all i'm an organizer so if you want any part of anything of what i've said you can just follow me on instagram and ask and just be like hey metamorphoses oh make it work like i'll send you the link no problem um so yeah those are some of the partners that uh we work with um, for Planned Parenthood votes and the Wild West Fund. I mean, it's an, it's an RJ org, but it provides directly, um, you know, services, funding to abortion, uh, people seeking abortion. And so um, happy always to partner with them and also be in an official capacity as a board member. Um, and yeah, I also, <laughs> I founded... Um, a Latinx LGBTQ organization called Avanzamos. That means we advance in Spanish. And basically, it, I'm going to take y'all back <laughs> to Suffolk County, summer 2019. <laughs> um, and I walked into an organizing meeting for the campaign. I unfortunately started my career in uh, campaign organizing. And I say, unfortunately, I loved my team. I love you know what we did. But campaigns can, can be so transactional. Um, and I'm into the transformative work. So, um, but that campaign gave me the start to everything that I've ever done um, from that. I met my um, my supervisor. We went to a volunteer meeting. I went to a volunteer meeting and I was the only one there and we talked for a half an hour. And then I ended up getting hired a couple weeks later. And he onboarded me um, because he's the president of the Union Equals Fuerza 
um, Latinx Institute, Unity Equals Strength. And the Latinx Institute is a day-long, uh, it's a day-long program part of the Creating Change Conference hosted by the LGBT Task Force. So finally, I felt like, wow, I found a space for myself, you know, <laughs> and my community. And so I've been organizing with them for the last three years nationally. Um, and we're, we have a conference, the conference coming up. It's traditionally in January or February. It moves around every year this year or 2022 is going to be um, in NOLA. So I'm super excited to see my friends, see my family. Um <laughs> And yeah, so when I moved back to Nevada, now fast forwarding to 2020, January 2020, um, you know, I wasn't happy at my job. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm moving back home. <laughs> and so I moved back home, you know, um, ended my relationship. I was done. I was ready. And when I came back, I was like, I don't know what to do. And my sister is a teacher. Um, and she was just like, oh, you should substitute, you know, for a little bit. I'm like, all right, I invested in my license, everything. The first day, the students made me cry. And I was like, okay, I'm still going to come back. Well, I was back. like, what grade? Um, I think it was sixth grade. Oh, little shits. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them kids. FDK. <laughs> um, and then the whole world shut down after that. Mm. Governor Sisolak announced everything shut down. I didn't even get my money's worth off, the, off of the license. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got a good cry out. Yeah. Well, you should come sub for me because my, my students will be perfectly behaved i got my license i could still do it <laughs> um i'd be happy to but no i yeah during the pandemic i just saw that there was a big need um for covid resources and stuff like that so i founded my own organization and because of the latinx institute i was like there's strongholds in puerto rico and new york and san francisco and you know the san fernando valley and i was like where's nevada so i created it boom yeah Nice. Yeah. Doing it yourself. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Getting in where you fit in. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing so much. I feel like this has been so uh, informative and there, inspirational. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> learned a lot for sure. <laughs> thank We're, you. Mm -hmm. We'll take our second break here. I'm going to play uh, the song of the week, which goes out uh, to our good friends from Las Vegas, The Leak. Yeah. Uh, and, to the uh, homies out there. Uh, rest in peace, Rasar. So mm -hmm. uh, listen to the song. is called Fallen. Uh, by the leak off their latest album. Yeah. Hey. Falling down, help me. I'm falling down, help me. I'm falling down, help me. Help me, help me. I'm falling down, help me. Oh, how the mighty are falling. Looked up in the mirror, do you live that shit you spit about? No, I'm a broken soul, demons like I told you so I don't believe in heaven or hell, but I wanna go I got high off my own supply of endorphins, man Keeping secrets deep inside, some I just won't explain Feeling like a fraud, screaming, fuck the facades I got too many mementos in my mental garage Yo, I really don't wanna be feeling this though I've been trying to find peace, but I need it to grow Life moves too fast, so I wanna go slow Holding on too long, I need to let go Crazy game in the world so cold Do you know who you are? Did you sell that soul live long enough to see myself become the villain? Killing joke Falling Falling, oh how the mighty you falling, falling down, falling down. Oh how the mighty you falling, falling down, falling down. Oh how 
the mighty are falling. my own worst enemy yeah. my mind that'll be the enemy yeah. Yeah. think too much till i get these visions i don't want to see break it down till i get off beat life has a rhythm i can't compete all the noise outside divides everybody in a single file line we control the hive smile and die that's the motto a lot of people slide cause bravado make it think with your ego that's the pride though get you every time dead on arrival that's what i sense is off you might catch a charge every test is hard all my friends applaud i don't know about you but i was stupid in the past need to get a little smarter when i move Chase us, dreams, we chase them. I made a million mistakes and I'm still learning from them. Forgiveness is the hardest gift to give, but still we frontin'. Falling, falling. Oh, how the mighty you falling. Falling down, falling down. Oh, how the mighty you falling. Falling down, falling down. Oh, how the mighty you falling. This motherfucker murdered me in front of people on the street. The lack of dignity was killing me as much as his need. They screaming black lives matter, apparently not me. Not free if you can stand by and watch this man die. You afraid the pigs gonna pick you off and hang you out to dry. Hate crime, stained our minds, created lines of division. Oh, y'all forgot about lynching, this is simply tradition. Pippin', I don't know the answer to get rid of this cancer. We can chant, we can cry, we can dance, and even hold hands. But the killer's still here, see my people still fear. Jogging, driving, even sleeping, do I make myself clear? I remember Floyd's tears. Oh, how the mighty are falling, falling down, falling down. Oh, how the mighty are falling, falling down, falling down. Oh, how the mighty are falling, falling down, falling, falling down, falling. Falling, falling, oh how the mighty you falling, falling down, falling down, oh how the mighty you falling, falling down, falling down, oh how the mighty you falling, falling down, falling, falling down, falling down. Welcome back, guys. That was Sean's Song of the Week, and we started off with Fallen by The Leak. Yeah. Uh, again, Southern mm-hmm. album just came out. Um, uh, it's called, what is it, Imposter Syndrome, mm-hmm. um, released after Rosar's death, like, uh, like what, a month and a half ago? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it's just very crazy to hear what he's talking about, like mental health and stuff, and... Uh, you know, for him not to be here, you know, now that the album's out. Yeah, salute to you guys. Um, you guys, fantastic. Yeah. We always keep pushing, like, you got to listen to their music. They're great. Yeah. So check them out. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Yeah, and it's L-I-Q-U-E. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The leak. Well, to change it up, mm-hmm. Jazz, it is now time for our meandering questions. <laughs> They used, they used to be rapid-fired, but... There's nothing know, quick about them. No, no <laughs> nothing ever has been. 
Yes. So we had to change the title. We like to take our time here and do things thoroughly. Mm-hmm. I like that. So uh, the first question, if you were given a billion dollars, what would you do with it? Uh, damn, I'd pay my mom's house off right away. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd buy myself a own house. <laughs> and then I'd buy another house for the community. <laughs> um we're actually going to be fundraising soon, I think, for to buy a plot of land so we can have our own halfway house and we don't have to depend on the city. <laughs> nice, I mean, think about like nice. that's what I was thinking about is like working with all these nonprofit organizations, like their budgets are so small. Like what mm-hmm. like what can they do if they had real money? If they had real money, yeah. imagine all the good they yeah. could do. How many organizations would you start? <laughs> I mean, I would fully invest into Avanzamos. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, my it'd be it'd be team, nationwide, my... not just Reno. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know, but uh, expanding. Uh-huh. I'd apologize to my PP Votes team and be like, I gotta go. <laughs> I'm about to I'm take out. over the world. I'm about to revolutionize some shit. <laughs> Deuces. I'm out. I would give grants to organizers like mm-hmm. myself so I can like do my own thing. Mm-hmm. You know. There you go. Yeah. yeah but See, I that's would... why I wanted to ask you that question. I bet you, I was like, she'll have some good answers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think so. Uh, what would y'all do? Oh, I'd start several revolutions, revolutions around the yeah, world. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah yeah I'd love I low key like <laughs> micro yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'd be like a, giving micro you know, loans to start revolutions <laughs> I'd love that you know oh you, oh you sponsored a food truck I toppled a government bro. yeah exactly <laughs> I toppled a corrupt uh, government what did you real oh, change would happen yeah <laughs> like cool you helped you know someone start a food truck mm-hmm. cool that's cool yeah we're toppling, we're toppling regimes over here, yeah, son. Yeah, exactly. Like, so what about you, Uh I'd probably fake my death for for one, you know, <laughs> just so no, so so nobody knows, and I could just, I could just be like from behind, you know, uh, on top of my castle somewhere, you know, making making small chess moves out there on the planet, and then making the world better, inside out. You know? I love that. Yeah, see? I would take a long ass vacation too. I deserve it. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> no, I, the I first would, thing I would do I'd after I paid off everyone's yeah. paid off everyone's is like I would buy a private jet and just like go flying around yeah. the world, inviting yeah. friends like, yeah. hey, go in here, go in here yeah. until I, until that got boring. And then I was like, yeah. all right, now it's time to do work. Yeah, no, like obviously you do. You gotta the, get it out of your system. Yeah, obviously <laughs> you do the standard stuff. You know, help your family like. Blah blah blah, do that stuff. But yeah, no, like making real moves. We're all regular people. Like yeah. you got to get that. You know, you got to get all the stress yeah. of living into this uh, degrading society, <laughs> yeah. collapsing society out of you first yeah. before you can try and change it. Live, live like the other half for a while. I think mm. I would change it first, and then I'd. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I did my work. I'm done. <laughs> uh, yeah, you need that. Uh, I don't know, vacation first for me too. Yeah, you yeah, need, you need, yeah. to, you need to get the positive vibes in before. <laughs> Before you start cracking down on them real issues, because right. they'll bring you down. <laughs> uh, next question: uh, Your favorite place to relax or chill? Mm, okay, so I don't know if y'all know anything about astrology, but I'm a Taurus rising, so my comfort is all in my home. Mm. I love just sitting on my couch watching trash TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's your jam. Nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm an Aries, but I also enjoy being in my home. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I thought you were a fire sign. I'm an Aries, too. Yeah. Well, sun, yeah. Sun. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sasad? When's your birthday? Sagittarius. Ooh. Sag life ooh, out ooh, here. fire signs. Yes. That's why I'm the honey bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we get we get each other going constantly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Love that. Endless fuel. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> There's no gas in the tank? Yeah, right. <laughs> we found it. Always got some. All the fuego. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, next question. What is your favorite place to uh, go get a drink in Reno or meet up with friends and hang out? I go to gay bars. So Five stars. the spot in Reno. I mean, there's only like three or four gay bars not, in Reno. Yeah. There's not a lot of choice, no. but I mean, it's a great choice um, between all of them but if i'm like feeling a little you know hetero or i'm feeling up to it <laughs> i go to 18 i think it's like 1875 1864 64. Yeah, i was like some year in right down the street yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah yeah it's cool i like the trivia night nice yeah. i didn't know they had a trivia night there mm-hmm. um other than your phone uh what can't you leave in the home without my water bottle it's my emotional support water bottle <laughs> <laughs> The hydration, H2O. All the time. <laughs> Before this, I was like, oh, I got to fill it up. <laughs> yeah, I take this with me everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question. What is your favorite place to get food in Reno? And mm-hmm. what's a place you'll never go to again? Because you're like, nah. Mm-hmm. Like, am I talking about like a casual? Like, oh, yeah, I feel like eating. And if you're just like, here's a $100. Uh, go get your favorite food in Reno. Where are you going to go? Damn, I'm a cheap bitch. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, because no I No matter just, where it is. I go to Great Basin. They have a great black bean patty. Um, so I get the patty melt. Now I'm hungry with the <laughs> <laughs> with the black bean patty. Um, and their beer is pretty good. So I think I think that would be my answer. Mm. But I really like Zago as, like, if I'm feeling like, you know, like, I could spend an extra buck or two. That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, here's $100. Go to your favorite place in Reno. Yeah, then it would definitely be Zago or Indian food for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about the place you'll never go to again? Uh, and it can be for whatever reason. I don't know. Throw some shade here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to know where to avoid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These are pretty much for us. <laughs> I don't know if I've had a bad experience in Reno, honestly. I Any businesses you don't want to support and you never go to again? Mm. I've been on the anti-work Reddit way too much lately. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. I mean, I heard that, like, I didn't realize that, like, Shay's Tavern is basically a cesspool of white supremacists. <laughs> so I wouldn't go there mm. for sure. But, um, I, I honestly haven't had any bad experiences like that. Uh, I actually... Okay, I love 1864, and I know I just answered that, but depending on the crowd and depending on who I'm with, I mean, it's just like. Susan, I mean, we weren't going to say anything, but we've had some. We I've had maybe, some, I've had negative yeah. experiences I've had there. Probably like three bad experiences. Really? There. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, it wasn't the staff for me. It was actually their clientele. Mm-hmm. Like this one mm-hmm. man, like straight up grabbed me, and I was like, I'm about to beat your ass. <laughs> You didn't ask for permission. The audacity of men. Yeah, yeah. The audacity of men. <laughs> he didn't learn it in middle school. <laughs> exactly. Consent, motherfucker. That's like, yeah, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, I'm sorry. Y'all had bad experiences. Mm-hmm. I like their trivia, but I haven't had bad experiences. I haven't been there since pre-COVID time, so. Yeah. Oh. I haven't been there since my last experience. Like, because it was just always on the walk from, like, one bar to another, you know? Yeah. So it was just, like, stop by, but not no more. Throw shade. What happened? Hmm? Like one time, it was me and uh, my fellow colored people were all walking in because mm-hmm. we're like leaving from like public house going to uh, St. James. So we're like, oh, let's mm-hmm. stop by here. And they're like, as soon as like three of us, everyone just looked at us. Ugh. And even like the bartender was like, oh, we're closing. And then we're like, cool, it's full, right? Yeah. And then so like, we're like, whatever. We go to St. James, walk back, place is still popping. Like, and we were at St. James for like two hours. <gasps> yeah. 
oh no, I don't know if I want to support their business anymore. Yeah. And then all and like obviously, you know, the clientele was the fair skin. <laughs> and you know so we just like as soon as we like walked in the door like everyone like it's got like almost like the record you know stopped and I'm then used to that the, shit i hate yeah. that it's shit. like uh, i love it though to me it's just like yeah just, I'm, you know stunting yeah, yeah. No, that happened all the time when i was There's in long island mm-hmm. and There's i had a, a white boyfriend music. at the time <laughs> so I, they were like why is she with him yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah no so but i i heard like the 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 couple bartenders that are like that don't work there anymore but mm-hmm. still you know bad yeah. taste in your mouth you know i don't know if i would ever support them again mm-hmm. i went to tell my friends like we're having our own trivia night <laughs> <laughs> plenty of people do trivia night though so yeah. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of other places to go okay good mm-hmm. to know good to know thank you so uh last one do you have any self-care or like a beauty routine or anything like that yeah i have a skincare routine that i do every night um so I don't know how many steps it is, but it's like my oil cleanser, my water-based cleanser, and then just like just clean with water. And then um, I like hyaluronic acid, and I'm implementing some new regimens in. So I try to take care of my skin as much as possible. Um, and then I do moisturizer. And then if it's in the daytime, then I do sunscreen. Because even people of color need to do sunscreen. Preach, exactly. yeah. Preach. <laughs> yeah. Ultraviolet affects everybody. <laughs> right. Like, they got hands for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> like, real cool. Like, oh, don't I matter. I tell that. So I said, like, I use sunscreen. How do you think you guys, like, you guys are already shocked when you find out how old I am. It's because mm-hmm. I use sunscreen yeah. and moisturize my skin. You take care of yourself, you know? Yeah. It's so funny. I was thinking, like, if I ever had a kid, I would get them on, like, a... Uh, on like a skincare routine super early in life no no Leia gets lathered lathered with cocoa butter every time out of the shower you know she stays hydrated she stays hydrated you know like you gotta do it from the inside out you know a lot of water, uh-huh. you know. We're, bit, we're bit, big advocates of mm-hmm. men uh, taking care of their skin yeah. too. Yeah, because there's like, a lot of guys that are like, oh, a bar of white soap. Guys don't, like, don't. like a bar of soap? You gotta be kidding me. No wonder, men don't no even wonder. wash their ass unless they're told. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> they're not gonna wash their face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, white people, white dudes probably don't even put lotion on at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I used to do that in class. I'd be like, boys, how many of you never put lotion on? <laughs> I'm like, look at them. Like, the girls would be like, oh, my God. Like, look at them, girls. That's who you're crushing on? Yes. That's who you're embarrassed to talk to? Them ashy elbows. You know, you want to snuggle? Or that you, guy's you 14 want... years old and has put lotion on, like, three times in his life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the lady sometimes is like, yep, just right after the shower, you know. You got to, especially, yeah. like, in the wintertime, you mm-hmm. know, to get the skin good for the summertime, you While know. While the like, skin is humid, mm-hmm. that's the best time. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, growing up black. <laughs> I didn't realize this until I got to college and lived with white people. I was like, wait. (laughs) You don't got lotion. They're like, why are you always getting lotion? Like, you know, like, hey, week, week, what are you doing all that lotion? Like, uh, putting it on my skin so it's fucking moisturized. (laughs) Just because you guys use it for one reason. don't have lotion. Yeah, like, you use it for that reason. Nah. That's why you look like you're in your 20s, and I don't know about them. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, like, what do you mean you don't have a washcloth rag, like, to use in the shower? Like, Mm -hmm. you just use the bar of, like, I don't understand. Yeah, you got to have that loofah. You got to exfoliate the skin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Oh, love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I got the brush and the rag and the loofah. <laughs> Different parts of your body. Yeah. Good. Exactly. Remember, yeah. I remember to get new lo- uh, loofahs, too. You can't just have the same that one same for grimy. seven years. Exactly. No. Got Depends on, you know, how much you use it, you know, but you got a two, two it's weeks. It's got fucking calcium month, deposits you know, like, on it and shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> no. Love it. Love it. What mm. What's your uh, self care routine or? Oh, regimen? like like you know, like I said, it's just um, I got like just a couple things for the face, um, and then just like you know, lotion. Mm-hmm. And it just depends. I got like if. I am like summertime, you know, you get the thicker one because you're outside (laughs) a lot, you know, so it stays on the skin and moisturizes. And then like if I'm just going to be inside, there's like a lighter one. But yeah. What about outside of skincare? What do we do outside of skincare? That's our self-care. Let's see. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy like having time where I come down here and play music. Mm -hmm. So that's like it's one of my favorite things just to get like mess around DJing or whatever. So that's something I always make. I like put into my phone on like three day weekends or during breaks, like make sure like has an alarm, like go like spend an hour listening to music as loud as you fucking want (laughs) and just, you know, make some playlists and Mm -hmm. just get lost in the music. Cause like it's something that uh, relaxes and Mm -hmm. always makes me uh, like decompress. Yes. Yeah. Love that. Like me, like listen to music, uh, read, or because I do shoot photos, I shoot a lot of street photography. Mm-hmm. I go walk by myself and like shoot photos. And I usually have some headphones in or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like I'll stop by, like get a coffee and just like a little bit because, like, you know, with the family and all the stuff that I do, it's just hard to find that alone time. Yeah. To kind of like come back or like a solo vacation somewhere. You Ugh, know? I love that. Like I went to San Francisco by myself, asked permission from the lady, you know, be like, <laughs> for my birthday, could I just go hang out with some friends in San Francisco? She was like, yeah, cool. So, because yeah. she knows I need it. Because sometimes like if I don't have a solo vacation, you know, like I get cranky, everything gets ma- gets me mad. That's very Sagittarius. And you. then she's just, <laughs> yeah. No, and then like I remember one time she's like, you need to leave. <laughs> And I was the like, lady knows. yeah, I was like, thank you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel I, I was feeling crazy. <laughs> Good thing you noticed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, like that, like solo trips. Solo trips. Yeah. Like Oof, nothing like it. I love vacations. You got to know yourself travel. to know this, though. Like, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. And a lot of people don't. And like I communicate with the lady. I'm like, I need this. You know, like I've been working too hard, doing mm-hmm. too many things. Like she's like, cool. Yeah. As a teacher, it's just good to have mm-hmm. alone time. Good. Like, mm-hmm. like. With your thoughts, with no one interrupting them, no one asking you a question, not making a decision for someone, yeah. not answering a goddamn question. Yeah. Just like, all right. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's it. That, those are the meandering questions. You Congratulations. Made it you made it through. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Answered all of them satisfactorily. Yes. And like, like we rem- meandered a lot. Yeah. It was we perfect. wandered. We like it. <laughs> Next cool. up, we have our hero of the week. Mm. And the hero, uh, this is there's multiple there's multiple levels to herodom in this <laughs> in this story. So first off, uh, for those of you that don't know, like Kellogg, there's a bunch of Kellogg mm. workers on strike, and uh, they're trying to replace uh, permanently fire the workers on strike because it was crazy. Their working conditions. They were saying so many people like got sick during COVID that they had forced overtime, and people were working like twelve and sixteen hour shifts and going months without a day off. And then now, after all of that, they're going to lower their pay and their health care. So they went on strike. So they tried to replace them, and anti work Twitter and all these other places online organized people to send fake applications in. So like their systems got overwhelmed. And like are just overwhelmed with all these people putting in fake applications. Like the website crashed the other day, and they got it back up. And then people were like posting like, "Here's how you do it." So um, 
it's like impossible for them to hire people because so many of the applications are all false. Mm-hmm. So, you know, first of all, heroes to all those striking workers <laughs> yes. standing up for their rights and taking being taken advantage of. And secondly, the heroes are the people who are like, no, fuck that. Like, we're not gonna. And I heard that some people got hired and took the jobs and then sabotaged the fucking plants and shit. Like, oh, shit. a train went offline. Like, machi- like machines got broken and stuff. So, like, people were like going in undercover. And pretending to be scabs, but then like sabotaging. See, the like I said, working from the inside out. Sometimes, yeah. you know, that's the only way to do it. Sometimes. They're the, they the real MVPs. <laughs> yes. So, uh, uh, yeah, salutes to all them. And, uh, yeah, fuck Kellogg. Yeah. <laughs> Union strong, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Together we're better. And then uh, our petty move of the week. Again, it deals with greed in a fucking corporation. Ugh. This one's a good one. So, this group of 44 people, every year they go out for like giving. Uh, whatever Tuesday and they pick a restaurant and they all go there and then every person vows to tip their servers $100 so they went to this restaurant there are 44 people they had two servers and they called the restaurant ahead of time to make sure that like the tips weren't pulled because they're like want to give this money to you know so the people themselves yeah so they went there and like this there's two of the servers they gave them four every person tipped $100 so they each split a $4,400 tip and she was like you know in tears like because she's like I have student loan payments. Student loans are about to start up. Like I, like this is going to help me so much. Then the restaurant made her split the tip with everyone. Like you know, and um, she was like told the guy that organized it like what had happened, and he was like no. He like went took the tip back and then gave it to her like outside the restaurant mm-hmm. and, and to the other person. Well, when the restaurant found out about this, they fired her. Damn. Oh. So the guy found out that like the guy that organized this whole thing found out about that. So he like shared it on his social media with the other group of forty four people who had all chosen this restaurant. Restaurant had to take down their Facebook and Yelp pages because people were like uh, saying yeah. how fucked up it was. And uh, he started to go fund a uh, fund me for the waitress. Uh, and then, like, helped her. Another restaurant in the in the town ended up hiring her, so she's already got a new job. Nice. Oh. Mm-hmm. But like, like that fucking restaurant, like, fired oh, there, her. Yeah. yeah. Like they specifically went to that restaurant because they said this wasn't their they policy, share, yeah. and then they fired her because they said like she broke a company mm-hmm. policy. Where was that? Uh, I can't remember. Oh. Okay. I want to say somewhere in the Midwest. Oh, okay. Maybe Ohio. Either way, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, some shout outs, you know. Well, first of all, you know, we already said it was shout out to Rasar, rest mm-hmm. in peace. And shout out to the rest of the league. Nick, yeah. Jeremy, Jason, Michael. Mm-hmm. We love you guys. Miss you guys. Mm-hmm. I know you guys are going through a tough time, so mm-hmm. hopefully we'll we'll uh see you guys soon. Yeah. I'm trying to, you know, do some up in the mix and still in Nevada. Ooh, 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 mm-hmm. ooh. And then uh the next shout out is to Big Boy. <laughs> Has a brand new album just came out yesterday. Um, I was listening to the album, reading an, an interview that he had done, and he was just talking about like you know him and Andre don't have any beef. He's like he's my brother. Like we talk all the time. He's like we just flew to Oregon to see. So his youngest son plays football at Oregon. Mm-hmm. He's like yeah, he came out to with me two weeks ago to see his last football game. He's like he's just not doing music. Like it's just not his thing. And you know he's doing his own thing. I'm doing my own thing. But like we've been friends since high school. 
we were friends before we made music and we're still friends now that we're not making music. So yeah, since that battle rap that. cypher. <laughs> yeah. And then he talked about uh, like just being like an empty nester. And it was funny. I was like, <laughs> Tell him Smith, I was like, yeah, I was just reading about how Big Boy like, you know, is bored because, you know, all of his kids are out of the house and he's just cooking all the time and he's, he has his own air fryer coming out. He's like, yeah, it's going to be like the George Foreman grill, but it's going to be the big boy air fryer. <laughs> nice. Which I will probably definitely buy. Yeah, yeah. We need to upgrade ours. we always air fry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it was just cool. So, salute to him. Just seeing him, like, he's, like, you know, all excited to be a grandfather and his oldest, you know, had just had a baby. So, he's, like, talking about that. Like, just regular fucking pe- person. That makes dope music. Yeah. That's it, you know? And finally, Ooh. if you'd like to ask us a question, yes, uh, you know, we have a new phone number. You can uh, call and leave a voicemail. You can ask us a question or request a song. That number is 775-800-9153. Again, that's 775-800-9153. Holler at us. Ask us a question. We'll put you on the next episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you have a request for a song, leave the request, and uh, we'll give you a shout-out on the radio show. Definitely. You know, let us know what the people want. We're here for you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, lastly, uh, Caesar has a fuckboy of the week. This motherfucker. So <laughs> remember that guy from uh, Empire. What's his name? Uh, Justice. Oh, Jesse uh, Smollett. Smollett, yeah. yeah. So he was finally found guilty lying to the cops about a hate crime and uh, being like beater. Every, everything. So... Yeah. He found out he was lying, and he thought because he was a celebrity that nothing would happen to him. Yeah, he like lied and said he had been assaulted mm-hmm. and yeah, homophobia and, mm-hmm. and racism. Yeah, it just sucks for people who actually experience right those exactly. Who don't, yeah, don't listen. To and now him. he's like the case where like, oh, you're lying just like him. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So that's why he's the fuck boy. Fuck you. Salute. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, again. Jazz, thank you for joining us. We hope you had a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go, we always ask one question um, for you. What's the best way people can support these organizations you're working for and get involved themselves? Yeah, honestly, just reach out to me and let me know what what aspect of my work you want <laughs> to join, right? Um, you can follow me at Jazz Margarita on Instagram. I'm like, that's my poison of choice. So um, you can just directly message me. Um, also, if you have a story to share about your abortion, um, we... I mean, storytelling is the one of the most important parts of organizing. So um, would love to have your story, your comradeship, your volunteering. Um, and yeah, yeah, my link tree also um, is a good place uh, to support me. Check out my blog. Check out, you know, um, Avanzamos, the Latinx Institute. Um, it's link tr period ee backslash jazz margarita. There you have it. So uh, get involved and do some good in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, that's about it for this week. Thank you both yeah. Thank so you much again. for Thanks having for joining coming. us. I learned a lot. Yeah. That's good. And uh, until next time, this is Sean saying peace, stay warm, and enjoy the Christmas season. Yeah, this is De La Photo. Don't forget uh, to respect each other. <laughs>